And now a song from the one, the only, Jeremy Woodworth. Jeremy died of COVID. He was 150 pounds overweight. And he liked to drink like a fish. He would like to be remembered All the crazy, funny songs he did But we also have to remember What a bastard racist he was Jeremy died of COVID So let's say, oh yeah That bastard dead, you know He liked to kill kittens in rivers Jerry died of COVID. COVID. He was a fat bastard. And he was lazy, a piece of shit. So let's say, let's have a chorus for him and say, oh yeah. Making techno music, it is really loud. Hold on a second here. Concern it. Hi, Ashley. Hi. Nothing in particular. Are you on the verge of tears already? We're the first minute in. You're right there. Okay. Okay. Listen. Welcome to the saddest quality time. I am one-third of your hosts, joined by the great Ashley Pontius. Hi, Ashley. Hi. (laughs) Hi. Hi. Hi, Daddy. And we're joined by, oh, shit, he's dead as hell. Fucking shit. So if you're listening to this, uh, we haven't had an episode in a couple weeks because... (laughs) Uh, my dear sweet blood, my brother, the one, the only, the man who wrote 13 Ghosts and so many other wonderful tracks has gone across the Rainbow Bridge <laughs> and, <laughs> and with, with, which I believe, truly, listen, I believe as soon as Jeremy saw it was a Rainbow Bridge, he's like, I'm not going across that gay bridge. <laughs> I know. I think it was. I think it was the day he died. I was like, "Oh, he's going through God's garbage now." <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, for the for the listeners who don't know uh, or haven't kept up to date, uh, we really didn't do much of an episode uh, because on uh, I spent 
December 25th with my sweet brother. We He came over. Uh, he was in great spirits all of Christmas Day. He did everything that you'd want to see a Jeremy Woodworth do in a single day. Um, it You know, they really... Christmas Day uh, was truly like the McDonald's that you give to an animal you're taking to put down that day. <laughs> I mean, and he got he got to do all of the things he truly loved, I think, that day, uh, which was um, annoy all of us, sing karaoke really loud. Uh, <laughs> you talk like we euthanized. <laughs> Listen, the listeners don't know that we didn't. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, it, 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 and, uh, you know, he had a wonderful day with us. Um, if you look, I posted probably a couple videos, uh, uh, if you look around that, the 26th or 27th, uh, uh, of Christmas day and, uh, some of the things that, uh, Jeremy was doing that day, which were pretty, uh, hilarious. And, um, uh, I got a call, uh, I went to, I actually got text messages from Jeremy the, the morning of the 26th. Um, he was very adamant that, uh, that, um, I'm going to, that he, my, my real Christmas, real Christmas gift had not arrived yet. Okay. And, uh, he texted me, he said, Hey, it's, it's getting delivered today. Just so you know. And I was like, Oh, great. Blah, blah, blah. Um, so I didn't, I didn't think much of it. That was about like 10 o'clock in the morning. And apparently he was texting lots of people that day. Um, I, I feel like they... They say that like before somebody goes, they get this weird burst of energy, you know, uh, like almost like they know it's coming and they got to do everything they got to do before they uh, they they piece out of this existence. And I, I do think that Jeremy had that some type of notion. Maybe he was going to go that morning, um, which is, uh, you know, it's uh, looking back on it, you know, you, you wonder, oh, you know, I mean, I, I'm a firm believer of that he was going to go that day no matter what happened. But uh, I, I came home later that evening um, and uh, my wife came down because I guess uh, I didn't get the call. They decided to tell Tracy, Erica, uh, that uh, Jeremy had passed. And uh, I think shock was the initial thing. That happens when you go through something like that. Um, a little bit of disbelief. Um, but yeah, he uh, was at work. He uh, most likely had a stroke, it seemed, or a heart attack. Uh, his co-workers found him unresponsive and he was gone before he got to the hospital. Um, and then, uh, yeah, all, the, all of the fun of calling your friends and your family and uh, telling them that, uh, you know, your brother is gone, which is a, it's a tough, tough thing to deal with for sure. Um, I will definitely miss him. Now, actually, I will say, you know, we are a humor podcast out here uh, and, and it's, a, it's a rough time for sure to deal, deal with the passing. I've, I've cried so many tears uh, that uh, I've started I have started to get used to it a, a little bit, but I will say um, when, <laughs> so I told uh, 
my daughters and uh, one of my daughter, the older one, uh, uh, she's like, I, I don't really want to talk about this. This is blah, blah, blah. She just changed the subject right away. I was like, okay, cool. You know, you don't have to do that. And, you know, my little one, uh, Susie, who is uh, the daughter who my mom said you would definitely have a kid like you one day in like fury to me. It's like, I hope you have a child just like you. Uh, that's my, my Sue Bear. I, uh, I told Susie about it and she goes, man, that's like. 30 people in our family dead. And I was like, <laughs> what, what the fuck are you, what are you talking about? She's like, oh, you know, if you count all of the fish. So she put <laughs> Jeremy's, <laughs> she had Jeremy's death on the same level as every fish we've ever lost in a fish tank. <laughs> uh, let me, let me just say, she, she raises an excellent point. I can't believe that Jeremy outlived Barley. <laughs> yes. I mean, th listen, there was a running, uh, total uh, on, on who would outlive who, uh, and that was it. That was it. Was a bit for a little bit until my dog died. Now, um, it, you know, it, it was a it was a bit much. They did have a um, quite the funeral for Jeremy, um, which uh, my mom put together, and um, the funeral was lovely. Uh, I did write down a bunch of stories I wanted to share about the funeral itself. Ashley, I don't know if you could speak to the the quality or quantity of the funeral uh, itself. There was a fantastic turnout, I would say, for Jeremy. Um, a lot of a lot of people that were his fans, his friends, which was really great to see. Um, some of his friends and fans that I don't like, but you know, I mean, Jeremy had that way with me. He tended to attract people that I fucking hate, and I miss him. <laughs> Hey, do you want do you want to know a side story that was really funny? Uh, sure. At least to me, is that um, uh, uh, one of the people who we do have audio from that we'll share later on in this program uh, spoke at the funeral. It's a great uh, uh, one of the most downloaded episodes we've ever had. Tom Myers, the one and only, came to the to the funeral. Now, if you know anything about the great Tom, world's greatest comedian, Tom Myers, he um, uh, is hated. By uh, one of one of my favorite guests, one of Ashley's least favorite guests, Chris Restivo, mm -hmm. and the kicker is that Chris didn't find out when the funeral was, so he didn't show up to Jerry's funeral. His self-proclaimed best friend, and then <laughs> the fury he found out when when he didn't attend, but Tom Myers did, almost drove him over the limit. <laughs> Which you know, it's so funny. If I ever see Chris Restivo again, he'll join Jeremy. <laughs> You're a fucking you, loser, Chris. You, you're you're going to be whispering to strippers in hell. <laughs> oh, God. I just... Do you know that it keeps me up sometimes since the passing of Jeremy? That I'm like, God took Jeremy and left for Steve-O. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> he's, he's doing some of his best work right now. Oh, man. Um, I, so, look. I uh, A couple of things from the from the uh the funeral i did have he did draw a lot a decent crowd it was good you know i was very excited to see him i will say the setup was uh was very uh so they had an open casket uh what um i keep saying what i want to say wedding it's not funeral and um, well, also the way you're like he drew a crowd i'm like oh what i'm sorry he didn't sell out it wasn't yeah, a yeah. sellout. <laughs> i mean it was okay it could have been fuller um, <laughs> jeremy's funeral is a bringer <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like I, the the funny part is is that you know this podcast we if I asked Jeremy to promote anything he never would do anything he loved his page midgets got awesome not one midget showed up to this fucking funeral you little fucks no but can I also say that since Jeremy died no one's adminning the page and it's gone absolutely insane <laughs> I have noticed it there's it's nothing but scammers and things on there like ooh check this check this link that's definitely not a virus. <laughs> There's so much porn. <laughs> Dude, I I have been loving. And people are just complaining. They're like, hey, Midgets is awesome. Who's is out of control? <laughs> I know. Well, people are like, where's the admin? And it takes a lot of control because it's not really my place just to be like, he's dead. Okay. The admin's dead. I want, <laughs> I want to believe that as Jeremy's having his massive stroke, he's like, quick, give admin rights to air. Ah! <laughs> it was like his last, his die breath as he couldn't get control of Midgets are Awesome. You know how you can memorialize your Facebook now? Like when you mm-hmm. pass away, that way it stays up, but it knows that you're, you've passed on. Mm-hmm. So people can comment, but we could mem- memorialize Midgets are Awesome. <laughs> We just changed it to midgets were awesome. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. You were you were talking about Jeremy's funeral. Uh, no, I will. So, so I I did uh, I did think it was very funny. There was uh, uh, my mom and, and uh, his sweet uh, wife Michelle, that sweet angel, uh, planned a lot of it. Um, they had. Uh, Jeremy's Pogo the Clown suit on top, laid on like yeah. like like a soldier would lay the flag over this coffin, <laughs> like stolen valor. Yes, yeah. Which, by the way, was a point of contention because apparently uh, my mom wanted to bury the clown suit with him, and um, uh, 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 Michelle was like, "No, I made that. I'm keeping it as remembrance of him." So the clown suit still exists. Which is an important uh, facet of this. I Aww. personally wished they had dressed him up in the clown suit. I would. <laughs> I wanted him to be buried like that. That uh, was hey. Put on the face paint too. Like yeah. just make it a whole, make <laughs> yes. it a whole thing. I, but but you know what? This is okay though, Eric, because it goes. It's something that can like be shared generationally. You know, every twenty eight days, a new rat baby will be born. In it. <laughs> Uh, I just hope his casket is filled all with rats down there. They get to pay their final respects, you know. Um, now, now, um, one one of the thing, funny things is, you know, we got we got the first chance to like kind of look at Jeremy's uh, body, which I think. I think in general, it's very weird to just like see this weird prepared dead body that doesn't really, I mean, I get the idea that you're supposed to look at him and be like, yep, he ain't in there no more. This is a mere shell of whatever lived inside of it, right? This is the meat suit that Jeremy used to live in, right? I get that. Spoiled meat suit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Honestly, gotta be honest with you. Most people look terrible. Jeremy, best he's ever looked. He's, know, never, he's never looked smoother. <laughs> He's he lost so much weight. He really had to he really thinned his neck out with it. Oh man! Um, if he wasn't on the if he wasn't on the medication, he would have just crumbled when you touched him like dust in the wind. <laughs> um. So I uh I I will say though that so this is just me, uh my mom Michelle my sisters we we're all having like our moment with Jeremy and um. <laughs> My sister Amelia, God bless her, God bless her soul. <laughs> she, uh, <laughs> she, she really does try to like 
in these moments to like uh, uh, you know be be supportive and stuff. And she's just she is a tender hearted soul. She goes, oh mom, she oh, he looks great. And then my mom goes, he looks dead. <laughs> And I burst out laughing. So <laughs> your family is so actually, Eric. Not to like cut you off. Do you mind if I share now that I've yeah. met? I've now met mm-hmm. your family after all these years. Um, I finally met Eric's sisters and his mother. They are all wonderful. They are all fantastic. I do have to say, <laughs> which Eric put this in his eulogy. <laughs> so I got to beat. Eric's mother uh, and Jeremy's mother. She's a very lovely woman, very sweet. And we're talking, she's holding my hand and we're sharing and we're kind of crying. We're having our moment. And your mom at one point looks at me and she goes, I just hope that a lot of people came to Jesus through Jeremy. And I went, huh. yes, I... I too hope that. And then I told Eric and Eric goes, what? What the hell is she talking about? People just look at Jeremy and go, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Which I, I did. I actually, I did say that to you and it was not written down in my eulogy, which is, which will be played at the end because I can't uh listen to myself cry. Um, But I will, (laughs) I will say that I, I started to get to an emotional part. I was like, just say this thing and then it'll be funny. So and, uh, funny. Um, it was, uh, it was really, it was really lovely. So my mom did, yeah. um, I guess this is my platform. Where I can say it. She goes to, she's never gone to a Baptist church. She goes to a Baptist church now. And her, the guy, this guy is a fucking twat. God, yes. I can't. He, oh my God. I'm glad you said it. He's trying <laughs> the entire time. He's trying to save everyone. So he's like, let me get a razor cramp. Let me get a raise of hands. How many Christians we got up in here? <laughs> oh my God. Eric is not kidding. I, I am a Satanist, which most of you actually know. Uh, but I was going to school like years ago. I was going to be a pastor. Crazy shit. I am sitting next to Ben Hancock and I hear this altar call happening. And I lean over to Ben and I go, is there an altar call happening at a funeral? <laughs> what the fuck? And of course the pastor's like, nobody open your eyes. This is you and Jesus. And I'm like, I'm looking. I'm looking. My eyes see. are wide open. I'm like, who <laughs> is using Jeremy's death? Fine God. What I'm, the fuck is this? Imagine Sorry. the murder clown is the reason. He's like, you know, I found Christ I at that like, funeral. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to end Christ up like Jeremy. I'll go to church. <laughs> <laughs> no, so he's uh he's going on on and on and you know what listen I, this isn't a knock on christianity i i listen i grew up a very evangelical christian uh you know i listen that's great if that's your thing but this guy is actually a fucking moron i've had to go to i had to go to my 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 nephew's baptism and <laughs> It was the same guy. It was the same guy. Oh, and God. God damn it, he he. Hey, by the way, he did he did a like the baptism and christening of my my nephew, right? And then he says he was just like, tell me, tell me, millennials don't know how to do with stuff. Like that my, was his whole sermon. My it, it favorite rocked. thing about generally it's always pastors, but people who do funerals for someone they don't really know, and their way of of uh, remembering them for us is listing facts. Yeah. Like Jeremy was born November twenty yeah, seventh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the year, and it's like he went to such and such high school, and he worked at such and place for many years, 
Had a wife, no children. Not, <laughs> not one fuck trophy to speak of. Just, just <laughs> listing off things that I could look at on the sheet of paper. And, and I'm, like, I'm this reading is... on this piece of paper, he did bust and make many cream pies, but not a child to show for it. Uh. I, okay, I also love that you, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm skipping ahead for a second, but I love that you had the phenomenal audacity, which again, I'm glad you did it to play one of his songs mm-hmm. at the end and i just uh it was so true to jeremy but also was like fuck you pastor yeah, yeah. You really are we're juggalos like fuck you yeah. so <laughs> I, I i will say the other th- fun thing about the pastor himself was yeah. um he he's t- he's telling uh he's trying to convert people there right but the best yeah. part is like believe it or not jerry's a christian if you looked up when he said that there's a picture of jeremy it looks like his face he's wearing a woman's oh, yeah. wig and he's covered in cum yeah. and i <laughs> I because I did the picture slide it's it it was 15 minutes of uh, Jeremy's life that I scoured the internet and found things and edited it and then my mom and Michelle sent me 50 more pictures that needed to be added to it after it was done whatever Um, I'm not I'm not complaining I'm just saying I put that up there but I if there was an embarrassing (laughs) shot of Jeremy I almost put the one where he's fully nude and it just cuts off at the penis like this. Uh, I was like, maybe this is, I thought maybe this is a bad taste. So I, <laughs> I, I picked the same picture, but he had it with pants on and, yeah. um, you know, just shirtless. Um, so cool. I did love that. Uh, there, there's a couple other moments I wrote down here that, uh, mm-hmm. I thought were important. Oh, um, I did the same bit that I did at, uh, aunt tish's funeral uh i which is now will be anytime i go to a funeral was what i'll do i have filled my pockets with string cheese and i just say hey i know this is a tough time for all of us can i interest you in a string cheese and i hand people string cheeses like that (laughs) and i will say i snuck one into the coffin there's jeremy got buried with a polio string cheese uh which i hope he's sweet um, I also heard that the great Justin Schlegel uh, went over and slapped a 98 Rock sticker on the bottom of the <laughs> coffin, <laughs> which he was a huge 98 Rock fan, um, mm-hmm. which was very exciting. So that got slapped on there. Um, let me, uh, I, I do want to need a shout out to just a couple of people that uh, are friends of the show that did show up. Uh, one, um, Haley Nelson, a uh, great supporter of this show. Okay, so shout out to her. Uh, shout out to Jeff Hancock, who was a, fi- a, a, a wonderful uh, supporter of the show. Love you to yeah. death. Thank you so much for coming up there. Um, uh, it was it was great seeing you. And I it's I always find it weird when like, um, I feel like I'm holding it together better than somebody who's met Jeremy like two times. Jeff was a fucking mess, dude. And I love I love you to death for it. But I, I was like I was like okay, man. Like it's it's gonna be good. I don't know how to comfort other men that are crying sometimes, and I should know how to do that, but I, I didn't I know. I don't to think do. you know how to comfort other people. <laughs> I'm not I'm not good at it. Um, I know. Uh, and also the great Sharon Bailey showed up, so uh, thanks and uh, shout outs to all that. Um, we did have a we did have a fun goof because Jeremy obviously met tons of um, celebrities over the years, so I had. A, a, a hundred I capped it at a hundred pictures of celebrities that he's met there's so many more that I was just like I had to cut I was like 
not enough people are going to know who this person was, but sometimes they made it because I knew that, like Clue Gallagher. I knew Jeremy loved Clue Gallagher. And even if nobody knows who Clue Gallagher was, it meant a lot to Jeremy. So I had to do a hierarchy in my mind. But putting Eddie Furlong on there, while people do know him, the picture's not very recognizable. So it got cut. There was a lot of debate that I had to go through (laughs) on which celebrities to to do. Um, But I I will say I was a, like, uh, I have... That wasn't my only family members you got to to meet, Ashley. Correct. You got to meet the one and the only Uncle Jeffrey. <laughs> I did, and and it's almost like. Hey, by the way, do you before you start? Do you know what Uncle Jeffrey said said to me, right before I introduced you to him? No. He goes, "It's really good to see your wife over there. She looks different." <laughs> <laughs> So, so, so just so you Which, know, Uncle Jeffrey thought thought you were uh, were Tracy when he well, looked at you. That's, well, like, I would looked- I would be so lucky to be her, not to be married to you, but to be her. That would be. She's lovely. I feel I feel bad for her all the time, but yes, she's lovely. She's wonderful. She's beautiful, but look, look what she's tied to. The <laughs> uh, wrong. Oh, take it back. She's tired. No, I almost no, I almost said something mean about you, and Uh-oh. it was too mean. Okay. And, I was, and I was like, "Sorry." <laughs> <laughs> I, I stopped. I was like, mm. uh, "Obtrusive thoughts, obtrusive thoughts." I take it's the last over. episode. I can't be a bitch. <laughs> no, we have. Okay, you know, we haven't mentioned that. We'll get back to Uncle Jeffrey, but we haven't mentioned that. Uh, you know, we we are ending the show quality time. Uh, we have decided to do one more final episode after this memorial service that we're having, which is really fun. Which we will be reviewing Jeremy's Killer Clown Meets the Candyman in its entirety, um, which I am very excited uh, uh, to break down and uh, get in the weeds. I might even do a personal interview with the one and only Edward X, his. No, uh, one of his dear friends and uh, co-star in that movie. So uh, just let you know. Now, will we do something with this IP? Me and Ashley are in talks of possibly doing something with the RSS feed, a show that would be truly just uh, her and I's, um, and it's something that we be, both be into. Um, but you know, we you know, with the with the trauma of losing somebody, it hasn't happened yet. So you guys can just fucking relax in the meantime. By the way, Ashley, listen, if one more of us dies, we're going to have so many listeners, though, because our listenership through the roof since Jeremy's death, we haven't put out one episode. (laughs) 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 Ashley, (laughs) Ashley's a mess. I'm sorry, boo. We promise that even in the new show, we will have Uncle Jeffrey references just... Just for I did agree videos. to that. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! You said we agreed on it. <laughs> so, uh, this welcome to the second to last episode of Quality Time, uh, uh, because there is no Quality Time brothers that can exist after today, uh, after the twenty sixth. Uh, 
Unless I reveal this secret, brother, that I've been keeping this entire time. His name's Eric, Jeremy, Eric, it's not too. right to talk about my penis. <laughs> Welcome to Ashley's cock. <laughs> she shaved my head. <laughs> you, you reveal yourself as now you're trans. You become the other brother. <laughs> oh, my God. Hold on. Let me try to be Jeremy. Hold on. Okay, I can do this. Hold on. <sighs> I'm not Jeremy. <laughs> oh my god, who's joining us on the program? I'm Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh my god. I have a period. No rats. I've got mice instead. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, only 50 more episodes. You know, there's uh, 300 more episodes you can listen to Jeremy loudly cough into the microphone at least once an episode. I told Eric, I think last night, that I was like, it is not right. The things that are now causing me to cry on the daily, <laughs> like hearing hearing someone clear their throat, <laughs> seeing a rodent on the streets of Baltimore, <laughs> the- seeing a little person... <laughs> I will say midgets trigger me now. I don't like to see them. They bring me zero joy. The thing that brought my brother the most joy, a tiny person, like even if you're just, even if you're under five foot, I'm, I'm uncomfortable now. Well, you know what? Like I was using the hallway bathroom at work and someone had shit all over the rim of the toilet. And I was like, oh my God, Jeremy. No, this is it. I keep having these uh, when I have an explosive shit and I, you know, blow out the back of a toilet that any normal person just uses the scrub brush. I leave it now for Jeremy yeah, Um, because that's what he would have wanted. I am waiting. And listeners, if you are listening, if you blast the image of Jeremy on the back of a toilet just by serendipitous ways, please send it to us. We would like to share it with people. That's our Jesus on toast is you shitting (laughs) on the back of a toilet and leaving the image of a murder clown that's what we're looking for now to have proof of the the afterlife can i tell you eric uh, well i've told you privately but i'll tell the audience um a couple things so when when something like this happens you know you kind of start to be like what was my last interaction and like one of the first things is one of the last times i talked to jeremy was the day he passed and he was talking to eric and i in our group chat so there was that but then i went into my dms and i'm like what was the last thing jeremy like ever dm'd me the first thing was porn um and (laughs) (laughs) now wait a minute what kind of porn midget porn (laughs) no nope uh it was a girl he knew that he's like look at this she's doing porn now and he sent me porn i was like that's very cool jeremy she was like like, he was like you know what uh, Ashley's part lesbian. Let me send her this. She'll yeah. probably like it. <laughs> yeah. This is so funny. So I'm like, okay, but that's not really like an interaction. What was it before that? And then I look at the actual like words, like the actual time he talked to me. And it just said, I have a little mangina. And I was like, okay, <laughs> this is <laughs> okay. All right. As you do. <laughs> As you do. And then I looked in text messages and I was like, what was the last thing Jeremy ever texted me? And it was a picture of his own shit in the toilet. <laughs> he died doing what he loved. Being a total... uh, grossing me out. <laughs> yeah, just being a total gross monster. Uh-oh. Um 
But uh, what did Uncle Jeffrey say to you? I'm sorry to circle back. I know we went. No, no, no. You're right. Got to keep us on track. Um, uh, well, so here, um, so here's how this kind of worked out. It was like Jeremy has been stalking me from beyond the grave, and I had a meeting uh in Gettysburg and I have some time to kill before the meeting so I walk into this record store right next to the place we're meeting at and the minute I walk in the front door there's a vinyl and it says Jackson Brown and I was like three (laughs) dollars I gotta buy it so (laughs) so I buy it and I give it to Eric and I'm like it's just I don't know like just to make us laugh whatever and and Eric it worked by the way I loved it so much yeah I'm glad so Eric goes, well, you know what we should do? We should like put it up at the stuff, like the memorial stuff up around Jeremy's casket. I'm like, yeah, that's great. Like it's, it doesn't matter. So he does. And then <laughs> Eric's mom, like an hour later comes up to me and she goes, I hope you don't mind. I gave the Jackson Brown album to Jeff. And she goes, I don't know if you know this, but he really likes Jackson Brown. And I go, oh my God, really? that's amazing. Really? I had no idea. You know, she didn't just give the album to Jeffrey. Jeffrey was just like, hey, Lynn, did, is that Jeremy's Jackson Brown album? You think I can have it? He definitely asked for it, for sure. That he adds asked up. For it. <laughs> that adds up. But you know what? That's okay. Like, it was meant to be... It was just, it was totally, totally fine. Now, um, follow-up question. Now, sure. you've heard the great Kenny Strangle Chef, who who does, oh, thank you, Kenny, for sending many uh, uh, Jeff uh, e- yeah. uh, messages. How close is Kenny Strangle Chef, who's never actually met Jeff, how close is that uh, that impression to the actual Jeffrey that you met? Pretty close, I would definitely say, but I could not have visually been ready for jeff like his age makes sense but for some reason i wasn't expecting him to be so old and feeble and i then again had the thought where i was like this man has outlived jeremy this is bananas yeah that is true uh i will say one other fun thing about uh uncle jeff now this is this is a story from uh, Erica Woodworth, uh, okay. whose name I've real name I've said twenty times already on this episode. But the podcast whatever. is over. You know, <laughs> hey, whatever. Uh, she she goes over to talk to Jeff, who's sitting at the very very back of uh, the funeral, even after it's like uh, you know resided or whatever. And uh, <laughs> he goes, he goes, he goes. You know, I'm just sitting here at the back right now, uh, mostly just to, you know, have my own space. Also, because of my flatulence. Because <laughs> one thing that Jeff can't control, even though it's 100% controllable, is that he has constant ticks where he goes, <clears throat> like that, but he'll also fart constantly. <laughs> so he moves himself away from everyone. My flatulence is so much, I have to move away from everybody. <laughs> But hey, but hey, uh, you know what? Unlike Jeremy, Jeremy would just let that shit rip and be like, oh, he's like, he's like, hey, look at the back of this seat. (laughs) That's a Jeremy move. Yeah, that's that's wild to just openly be like, sorry, everybody. I have to. I'm the Rosa Parks of farts. I got to sit. I got to sit at the back because of my flatulence. You guys know that. 
Um, uh, but I did, I did mention, we did have a lot of fun. I think, uh, night one trying to guess, uh, what would be the craziest celebrity that would show up out of all the people the Jerry's met. Um, none of them showed up, but you know, you look at all the pictures, you're like, uh, I think Tommy had a pretty good one where he's just like president Obama. If he shows up, (laughs) if Obama shows up in person, um, yeah, I, I said Carrie Yules. <laughs> Carrie Yules would be a good one. He Jeremy was hated by Carrie Yules and also uh William Forsyth, his other oh. arch nemesis. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I I sent messages to all of them, and they said, "Good riddance to bad rubbish." Um, oh. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Robin Hood uh, man and tights guy. Uh, <laughs> so, I uh, I uh, uh, it was it was a very lovely funeral. Um, I did for some reason I wrote this down uh, while the the pastor was going on and on. He said uh, he's just like people are always trying to stack up to somebody. How do you stack up to God? And I did think I don't know why I wrote this down. I was like that's like saying I kind of like to play basketball. Well, you're not as good as Michael Jordan. Why do you even play? I, was just, I don't know why I thought that. It was just like why why do you even try anything if you're not as good as Michael Jordan at basketball? Then <laughs> I don't that. That was my one personal thought I had. Um, now, uh, I will say uh, another person that w- that came to the wedding, uh, the great Mike Quinlan, who when he showed funeral. up first, he he shows up to the funeral and um, he sees. Uh, no, he came to the he came to the wake as well. He came to on, on Wednesday night, I believe, or I forget if it was Wednesday or Tuesday. They had it. It's, it's all it all seems like yeah. such a crying blur at this point. Uh, yeah. But. I saw Mike, and as soon as he saw the fucking um, clown suit laying on the coffin, he starts crying, laughing. He's uh, like, you got the fucking clown suit on the thing. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. He's he's in fucking tears right now, Yeah, um, it, which was really lovely. And I mentioned him because uh, he'll come up a little bit later in the stories here. Um, I... Uh, uh, I had mentioned earlier that the day before Jeremy died, uh, the day of his death, he messaged me and he said, hey, your your Christmas present is coming. And I was like, okay, cool. I walk into the wake and um, this is the present that Jeremy's talking about. His wife hands it to me and I open it up. And I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be something of great significance. I mean, why would he use his dying breath, you know, his last moments on this earth, to say, hey, I want you to make sure you get your gift. And I open this gift. It's a small box. Fits in the palm of your hand. I open it, a small gold coin is within it. On the face of this coin, it's a picture of Joe Biden. And on the back of this coin, it says, makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> god damn it jeremy (laughs) imagine on a subconscious level you know you're about to check out you're like i better make sure sure the joke coin i've sent to my brother oh my god i really hope he used a t-boo coupon (laughs) 
So fucking hilarious, man. It's so great. Um, the, so uh, I get up and I, I had firmly asked to go last because I thought, I was like, you know what? I don't want to ruin the wonderful religious uh, uh, um, ceremony that my mom has set up. You know, I don't, I don't want to ruin that with the jokes I'm going to do. Um, so I do my eulogy or whatever, and I power through it. I thought I did a decent job. You guys will hear it. Um, uh, but uh, I kind of power through it, and I ask him, okay, hit the music, hit the music. It, no music gets hit, and I'm like, shit, fuck ass, like this. And I'm like, ah, oh, God. And then the preacher comes back up. I was just like, oh, he's not going to go. <laughs> I will say my, my oldest daughter uh, Jane says he's like you did a really good eulogy I think you made the preacher mad <laughs> I was just like oh yeah he looked mad. unhappy <laughs> I was like I was like oh honey why do you say that and I was like because he said all this stuff about Jeremy and you said good <laughs> good riddance I'm glad he's dead <laughs> hilarious <laughs> which, it was very funny which I like I did I did like because listen what what I did for Jeremy's eulogy I really tried to think of what uh, what Jeremy would truly think is funny. Like, not even what I would think is funny. What would Jeremy really think is funny from beginning to end? How would he want his last moments to be? What would he do if he were in this situation? He would do things like, and I don't, I don't know if I've ever told this for before, uh, Jeremy loved references. He loved Brit, Brit, British comedies from, like, the 80s and stuff like that. Uh, and mine is heavily inspired by the great Monty Python. Uh, uh, but this... Uh, I, do, do, do you do you ever know that Jeremy did the did the uh, best man speech at my wedding? I don't think I knew that. No. Okay. So Jeremy did the best uh, best man speech at, at my wedding. He did a funny British accent for it. Okay. There was not a serious voice that was in there, and he ended it with an obscure line from the show The Young Ones, <laughs> where he goes, he was just like. Uh, his final line was from uh, was Neil from the Young Ones going. He was just like, "May your seed grow strong in the belly of your woman," and that's how he ended in a full room <laughs> of pe- of our friends, my friends, and our family. That's how Jeremy decided. He was just like, "Yep, I want you to nut in your wife." <laughs> that's that's what he left it at. So I knew Beautiful. that. If I was going to do his his funeral, that I would have to come with that kind of energy. Um, I do the speech, I get off, and I've kind of held it together. They don't hit the music. The preacher comes up, and I'm not I'm like not really doing good. I see out of the corner of my eye what looks like a homeless man shambling over to me. It is not a homeless man. It is indeed the one and only Mike Quindlin, who's crying so hard, he looks like he's having a fentanyl overdose, and he's just like, hey, it's so beautiful, like this. And for some reason, seeing Mike Quindlin in that fashion broke me down to my thing. I go, fucking shit, man. And I just start crying uncontrollably. I, uh, I eventually make my way out the side door, and I'm just like, I just need, like, fresh air and to like breathe and like let the air cold air hit my watery cheeks right now uh and escape this uh this moment right now and uh it was lovely we get it um uh so we go out and uh we have um a couple of uh we we have a couple of um family members that are carrying uh jeremy's casket i'm one of them um we hired Tommy Simbazo to come in uh, and do it as well and uh we're standing there my my cousin Josh is there and me and Tommy are kind of talking about um 
Oh, and Edward X is there. This is Edward X, my uncle Joel, and uh, and, and Bill Monahan and Bill Monahan. Yeah, Bill Monahan's there as well. Right, you're right. So we're all kind of sitting there talking about Jeremy, and uh, they put on the song 13 Ghosts," and like you know, and we're all kind of laughing about it, which is really great. You know, it's a it's a really nice little moment we're having in there, and. Um, he was just like, yeah. And Tommy goes, I mean, I loved all the songs. We used to play them on Laugh Finder all the time. This one, Poopy Pants. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Poopy Pants is a cover. And by the way, you're sitting next to the author of it, my cousin Josh, who's right here, who technically authored the song, Give Me a Pair of Poopy Pants, that actually Jared just took that line, made an entire song up on the spot. Jeremy then covered, and we've lifted it to 100 times. And Tommy goes, oh, I didn't know I was standing next to royalty. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he met my cousin Josh, um, which was a very lovely moment. Uh, um, we we get okay, yeah, go. Sorry. So part of me is like, am I going to regret telling this story? But then there's a part of me that goes, it was super weird and intrusive. I don't mind calling this person out, and it's hilarious. Go for it. Go for it. So we are at the graveside with you, like you know, a little mm-hmm. bit farther back. It's me and Dave Edwin and Brian Preston. Okay. And I think a few of our other friends are kind of mingling around. I'm having a moment, but like we're also laughing and we're just, I think you might have already started the music at this point. We're just taking it all in. As I am grieving, I feel a pair of hands on my shoulders and I just feel an aggressive massaging happening. And I hear the most terrifying, chilling thing in my ear, which is, it's okay. Just grieve. It's all right if you're grieving. <laughs> Jeremy has been reanimated. He's been it alive is, the whole time. It is Tom Myers. <laughs> <laughs> and Brian Preston just turns and goes, oh! Because <laughs> he sees what's happening. He goes, oh! Oh, God! Oh, God! <laughs> Oh my, it's Tom Myers. <laughs> and David, <laughs> David was face was great. Dave's just like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and I just turn and I go, thank you. That's, you know what? I'm not as sad as I thought I was. You know what? Get I'm, off of me. I'm doing okay now. <laughs> uh, I've never wanted to chop off a pair of hands sooner. Tom, I'm sure you're listening. Don't do that to me. Please, please don't think it's good massage time at, at the at the uh, at the side there. Now, don't comfort me. <laughs> don't you ever comfort me, you son of a bitch. Uh, Tom did say some very sweet words. We'll get to Tom soon. Very we some, sweet. We have some we have some Tom audio coming up. Um, but uh, so we get we get graveside where you know you got you go and you you you, you put the you put the casket in with your buddies yeah. and then you drive down like a quarter mile there to go take him to the grave. Say you put him on the apparatus that lowers him into the grave. Now while we're standing there. Uh, the lady who is the, um, you know, the coordinator for all this comes up and she goes, I'm standing right next to her now. And she goes, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't hit the music, blah, blah, blah. And without I swear, without missing a beat, I just go, don't worry, we'll get it at the next one like that. <laughs> Slept her on the side. And it took her like point one and a half seconds to like register like hey hey fuck it I'm, and then she had to like i guess i can't say anything he just shit on me real hard 
Don't worry, we'll just really? get it for the next one. It's so, dark. Uh, <laughs> uh, we do. They they they. Uh, we lowered him in, and uh, I will say I did love that Tommy decided to play Thirteen Ghosts as he was lowered yeah. down uh, via phone, which was really lovely. Um, we got uh, we got back, and there's a little there's a little. Um, uh, thing for a little luncheon and mm-hmm. i did oddly enough record some of the lovely things that were said after the um after uh, when the luncheon was happening they we my mom gave everybody an opportunity like hey if you want to say something about jeremy or if you didn't get a chance to say something now's your chance so you have the floor blah 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 and i did <laughs> capture some of these wait wait Wait, sorry, Eric, that's really important. Mm-hmm. That was not originally part of the plan, right? Because Eric is sitting there with a sandwich in his mouth and Eric's mom comes over and she's like, Don't you wanna don't you wanna let people say something? And Eric is halfway through a sandwich and Eric goes, Why? It's not like he can hear it. Yeah, I was, I was like, he's dead. What are we talking about? By the way, I, I am legit mad that mom is inter- interrupting my sa- my grieve eating. <laughs> like, can't you see I'm trying to eat this shit? mid-card rap right now it was it was so so funny you're like why he's dead i can't hear this mother he's dead um (laughs) so i i will start with the uh aforementioned uh tom myers uh his his wonderful words which uh i will say Tom Myers fucking crushed this. Uh, 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 so we'll, we'll listen in and uh, let's see if I can get this loud enough where you can hear it, Ashley, here. <laughs> but, uh, my name is Tom Myers. I, uh, I know Eric through, I know Jeremy's brother Eric through comedy, and I've met Jeremy a lot through, uh, through shows and various events around the, around the Baltimore, D.C. area. Uh, I first knew of Jeremy, not by name, but I was a regular listener to a local station, 98 Rock, and one of the uh, personalities said they had received a card from from Hogo the Clown. <laughs> and the clown said, specialize in children's parties and certain activities I won't name. <laughs> first of all, can I just mention... Tom Myers is being self-aware of himself right now and recognizing a crowd and that isn't the time. By the way, Jeremy's card used to say magic tricks, birthday parties, and rape. <laughs> and he censored himself in the situation. Shout outs, Tom Myers. I don't know who you are anymore. So we fast forward a couple years. I'm doing a show up in uh, Bel Air near my hometown. And this big guy comes up to me, wraps my hand, shakes it, and says, Hello, Tom Myers. I'm Bogo. <laughs> Little did I know that's how Jeremy said hello. Uh, of course, I got to know him uh, over the years, uh, just, like again, just through various shows and through various uh, political discussions. Like he and I were on opposite ends, but he was never malicious when when uh, debating with me. He always had uh, a, a good heart, was very generous, no matter what, no matter uh, what the situation. Uh, I also felt privileged that he had written several, uh, uh, a few songs about me that were played on <laughs> a, uh, the, the Quality Time podcast with Eric and, uh, and Ashley. Uh, the one, they were all like very like uh, heavy on the uh, very heavy music. And, uh, the, the, among them were uh, King Myers, that was what he said, 
And another one where he said, like, Tom Myers, what makes him the greatest politician of all time? <laughs> because he's not gay! <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, much to my... Okay, real quick. As soon as what makes him the greatest politician is not gay, the preacher stood up and almost clapped. Okay, and it's important <laughs> important that I mention that part of it. <laughs> He also made one about an old joke I used to do called Bong Hit Transplant. Yeah! Uh, So anybody who would uh, take that that time, I couldn't, you know, not come here to pay my respects to him and uh, to Eric, who I consider uh, a very good friend, and to uh, his family and and, uh, all his friends as well. Partially because I'm afraid if I didn't, Jeremy would find a way to haunt me, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's I think he's going to anyway, but at least, uh, it'll, it'll, it'll be for kicks the way uh, he always did stuff, so... Uh, Jeremy, love you, and uh, I can't wait to see you again, sir. Woo! Here, here. Tom Myers crushed it. <laughs> he legit, he mic dropped it on a, on, on us whores yeah. right there. Beautiful. Um, um, now Ashley, you didn't have the um the pleasure uh, of uh, knowing this next gentleman, uh, but this next gentleman uh, is Michael Friedman, and, and I don't think you ever got a chance to meet Michael Friedman when he lived around here. Um, he's a very um, turbo autistic man um, who does uh, he does his uh, uh, jokes off of cue cards historically, where he would read it and then he would is angrily the, flip it. Is this the guy that didn't Jeremy one time eat? Yes, Jeremy actually went as Bizarro Michael Friedman, did, invented an entire character that was super high energy, and instead of eating the cards, or instead of flipping the cards, he Jeremy would eat them one by one. And he had the exact same shirt. He had a wig that looked like him. Uh, he did this at Coco Lane almost any time he could, and he knew Michael Friedman was coming up there. He really did love Michael Friedman, and when Michael Friedman yeah. learned about the passing of Jeremy, he did indeed show up to the funeral. <laughs> So, um, I, uh, I caught this. Oh, Jesus. Let me see if I can find this audio real quick here. Cause it's a okay. two parter here. Hold on. You know, uh, audience. I, uh, I also told Eric the, the night, uh, of Jeremy's passing. We were talking for a bit and I told Eric, I said, damn it. I have now a bag filled with fake rats uh, because we were going to do, uh, we were considering doing this thing called the Ratty Awards for our listeners. So uh, now I have weird rat decor. You know, it's not too late. Ashley, we have one last episode. Um, I, we, we can, we, let's give out some fucking ratties on the last episode. Okay. I think that makes sense. All right. So this is, uh, this is Michael Friedman's, uh, uh, you, uh, words at the, uh, at the funeral, which are very lovely. Here we go. We have one. Michael Friedman takes the floor. Here, here. Uh, I, I won't be long. Um, I did, I did not memorize this. So I'm reading from my phone. Um, my name is Michael Friedman, a.k.a. The card flipping guy, a.k.a. Bizarre Mike Friedman. <laughs> um, I knew Jeremy from comedy. 
he was a sweet, sweet guy, but he was also a weird guy. <laughs> I, uh, I actually, in a text chain, uh, told Jeremy I dubbed both Woodworth Brothers in a loving way, the weird Woodworths. That's fair. Uh, so they say imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. And uh, Jeremy stole my act. <laughs> As I said, I do comedy, so I'm just kidding. Uh, I, like I said, one of my nicknames is the card flipping guy. So what basically it was, was I had cards, a uh, pile of cards with my jokes written on it. And I would angrily flip them and put them on the bottom after I was done. But Jeremy took my whole act to a whole other level. Uh, and that's where I got the moniker Bizarre Mike Friedman. Uh, and by the way, I don't like being called Mike, but Jeremy calling me Mike is an exception. Uh, what he would do, uh, which I never understood, and, uh, <laughs> Maybe he'll come visit me and explain it to me. But he would dip index cards in Frank's hot sauce and ranch dressing. <laughs> so I, the only time that uh, ranch dressing and hot sauce have appeared at a funeral home, but I brought them for uh, oh. as a memento. Uh, and I really hope... Eating index cards is not what did Jeremy. <laughs> His wife Michelle said it's good sorts of fiber. <laughs> and I actually, um, both times that he had the stroke, I sent him uh, index uh, greeting cards. Uh, and and the last one that I, that he sent me. Uh, the, Actually, Jerry, uh, Eric told me that this is what I'm going to conclude on, uh, his favorite joke of mine, which I did not know. So the way it would, I, I used to tell a one-liner, so the one-liner was, um, um, sometimes when I get drunk drinking draft beer, I think to myself, I never signed up for this. So that was the great Mike Friedman. Now, I do have an important thing to share here. Um, Mike Friedman uh, messaged me, and um, obviously was preparing these words, and I'm kind of in a whirlwind of everything. And um, <laughs> he said, hey, what's Jeremy's favorite joke? What was Jeremy's favorite joke of mine? And I thought he was just fucking with me. I literally named Mike Friedman's worst joke he's ever fucking written. <laughs> and I'm, hey, Mike, I'm sorry I did that. I personally love the draft beer joke because it would never get a big laugh. <laughs> he's such a better joke writer than this. And the only reason he included that is because I said it. So I apologize, Mike. I, it, it was not indeed Jeremy's favorite joke. 
of yours. If I had to g- venture a real guess, if you're listening right now, it would be the uh, Bernie Madoff one. And I will try not to um, murder this joke, but I would like to say what I believe in my heart of hearts is Jeremy's favorite joke. Mike Friedman, man flipping cards, reading them off like this, Ashley. He goes, you know, names can say a lot about you. Like Bernie Madoff. That makes sense because he made off with a lot of money. That's why I never would hang out with Fred murders you. Flip. <laughs> that that would be my uh, that would be my guess of what Jeremy's favorite joke actually was. But I I, I do like it. Shout out to Mike Friedman. That was really lovely uh, uh, thing that you did, and thank you for coming to the funeral and, and everybody who came. Um, uh, I do have two more clips, but I was just gonna play them at the end here, back to back, because they're very heartfelt. One is mine, uh, which will end the end the show out. Uh, well, that, and then I, I will also play his friend Edward Young X which is also really lovely but uh it gets a little emotional and i don't think i'll be able to comment anything uh and make it funny it'll just be a fitting uh send-off at that point but uh ashley did you did you want to say anything in closing about jeremy uh uh your the the other chair here who the the brother from another mother that uh that you had the man who sent you pornography at the drop of a hat the man who uh the man with so much skin uh you'd call it you'd snort it and call it sin um do you have any final thoughts about the sweet jeremy woodworth sure so um uh you know 2020 was obviously like the worst year for so many people the world was falling apart we're all trapped in our houses um and i you know i get it some people had a really horrible year that year not me um that that summer that i i got to join the podcast uh with you and jeremy was one of the best summers uh, I had had in a long time and I still feel that way um I didn't even feel like I was sort of in a pandemic I was god I was having so much fun every Sunday and uh I was so happy um and I just I sometimes I would forget that I was really lucky um, to be having this much fun all the time. Um, but man, I uh, I could not have known how attached to Jeremy uh, I would I would become. Um, you know, just like any brother. Uh, I mean, I don't have I don't have any biological brothers. Um, but you know, sometimes you would drive me crazy, but he was always sincere and uh you know when jeremy had the stroke um i don't know why it was just so funny the night i went down and uh, we were in the hospital and jeremy you know can't make any sense and uh he's just And then, like, I would try to, like, not embarrass him, but he would laugh. And then I would laugh. And it would just, like, not. It was just this never-ending back and forth of me laughing and him laughing and him going, (laughs) (laughs) 
was just it was just so it was so nice and I was so scared that Jeremy wouldn't get his speech back because he struggled for so many weeks on the pod and I it didn't matter to me because like we loved him anyways but I was so scared that Jeremy would feel trapped in his mind and he wouldn't be able to be who who we always knew him to be musically and, and being able to speak and then he came back like I mean he got everything back um which was you know so so great and um you know listeners um I came out uh as bisexual last summer and I never really felt like I needed to but I got very tired of feeling like I had to be a certain thing all the time to please people. Oh my God, Eric, why didn't you tell me there's a lot of snot coming out of my nose just now? I, oh boy. It's, not a, it's not a live thing. Only I was seeing the I snot. I know, but it's real bad. It was a, it was a big booger. <laughs> big droop. Okay. <laughs> I looked at myself and I was like, Jesus. <laughs> oh boy, a real snail trail coming out of my nose. Oh. <laughs> Uh, uh. um um, but uh that that wasn't great for everybody not everybody in my life was super um jazzed about that and i was having a real hard time feeling like i was wanted and that people understood me and there was a big incident that happened in my life sort of around acceptance and being wanted and um the day this big incident happened, um, I remember Jeremy uh, called me, and in Jeremy's own way, not particularly, you know, sentimental or verbose. I can't imagine um, it ever being good, but <laughs> no, but but Jeremy made sure I knew that um, it didn't matter to him, and that he would always like me, and. Um, And, you know, when things were hard, Jeremy was always there. And um, when he was recovering from the stroke, sometimes I'd pick him up and we'd go driving. (laughs) And I just, you know, I wanted more time, which I guess everybody says. Um, But one other thing that Jeremy did that was just really meant a lot was there was a day where um eric was on 98 rock and it turned out i was also going to be on um 1015 bob rocks which is out my way and jeremy had two feeds going at the same time so that he could listen to both of us that morning and um it kills me that I'm not going to see him every Sunday anymore. And uh, he's not going to send me just the dumbest fucking shit that I'm not going to open. <laughs> I still haven't gone back and looked at the dumb things he sent us. In the past. Do you know when you just look at the thumbnail, you're like, there's no way this is a good video. <laughs> I, uh, God damn it. You know, Jeremy would like, 
Jeremy would send the group chat. Oh, I'm blowing another part. <laughs> Jeremy would send like 10 nonsensical TikToks to the group chat. And then if we were ignoring it, he'd send 30 to the Instagram. <laughs> yeah, he'd double down. He's like, maybe this, maybe things have moved on. Um, let me try this one real quick. Oh, man. I just. I don't know. You know, Jeremy, I love you and I miss you. And this is this is one of the hardest things I've ever been through. And I'm just glad I got to share my life with you the last four years. Little miss you forever. That was, that was lovely, Ash. Um, he'll miss you too, babe. And listen, we we I love you too. We're all still um reeling from all of this and uh it, it is sad that he's uh he's gone for sure um but i am uh i guess the one thing that uh happens when you're uh when you live a long life and you are not whisked away uh is that you are uh blessed with the double <laughs> blessing of burying your loved ones which uh i've had to do uh on multiple occasions now and uh looking around at that funeral i plan on burying most of the rest of you as well um I, i'm not planning on checking out neither is sweet ashley um ashley don't you fucking raise your eyebrow don't you fucking <laughs> You fucking, you put that eyebrow fucking down. Take that fucking hose around. Oh, this is around a bad time neck. to tell him. <laughs> Take the hose, untie the hose from your neck right now. <laughs> so, um, uh, and, and that, and, and that's a, a part of life. And, um, you know, the, the pain and tragedy that comes with that, I wouldn't trade uh, a second of knowing Jeremy. Uh, I would never try to erase that from my brain. Uh, he a hundred percent made me, uh, the weird fucking person that I am today and, um, has shaped many of the lives around him. Um, and we thank all of you listeners. Uh, we will be back for, for another episode and then, uh, we'll see what happens after that. Um, but truly we, we love you. We thank you so much for listening week in week out. Um, uh, Ashley, where are you going to be at? <laughs> I, the weirdest part is now, how do you end a show? Because Jeremy can't take us out. He's dead now. What the shit? So, um, my boogies. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> without, without further ado, um, a pair of eulogies uh, from Edward X, uh, a dear friend, uh, somebody who hopefully we'll have on the last episode if we can uh, work that out for a, a little interview about the movie. And um, uh, and myself uh, sending my brother off into, uh, into the next realm. And uh, we love you guys. Thank you. We'll see you later. This is Jeremy's friend and bandmate, comedian Justin Jones. 30 plus years. Oh, when I was in high school, I was in a band with him called Stuka. Woo! Me hanging out with an older kid, like an older headbanger, maybe real popular with all the chicks. So, <laughs> a lot of girlfriends. Uh, you see that 21 year old I'm hanging out with? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we 
we stayed friends, obviously, all these years. He was a big supporter of mine in every sort of weird endeavor I had. He always liked to send me pictures of uh, little people. For some reason, he really is. Loves, love little people. He loved midgets. He would constantly send me, and I was like, please stop. He doesn't want to stop. He just really, and he also likes to have Tourette's. Yeah. He would always act like he had Tourette's when he was around me. Yeah. <laughs> and I would have to tell him, like, please stop. It's really triggering me. And I have more tics. But what he really loved, he always would say, like, I gave him Tourette's. I don't know. He's <laughs> <laughs> a guy, but I really loved him. And uh, truly a really good friend. And I know how much he really cared about, well, I don't know all of you, but he cared about all of his friends deeply. He was constantly talking about Tommy. He really was talking about his brother nonstop. Especially when like, he would be on the radio and mess with me like, Oh my God, you do hear Eric on the morning show. Like, yeah, it was awesome. That's so cool. He's like, I can't believe it. Yeah. next to Josh Spiegel. Wow. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm really going to miss Jeremy getting his pictures of midgets and uh, his bizarre videos he was sending me. That, that weren't like... They weren't dirty videos, but they were, you know, rated M for mature, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> he was, he was, he's a great guy. I know I'll never forget him. Just, uh, I'm, I'm happy that he's so religious and he's going to be with God and Jesus, but I'm going to miss him here on Earth. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, at least he's somewhere else where he's happy and... And here is your host and brother of uh, the late Jeremy Woodworth, me. Uh, with my eulogy I gave right after this wonderful Baptist sermon uh, in front of a wonderful crowd. Uh, it's very lovely. Jeremy Woodworth, composer of such hits as 13 Ghosts, <laughs> Asian Mullet, <laughs> Dingleberry, <laughs> Pallet Jack Driver, and my personal favorite, docking with my son. <laughs> and I guess what we're all thinking is how sad it is that a man of such talent, such capability for kindness, such unusual intelligence should be now so suddenly spirited away at only the age of 52. Before he had achieved many of the things that he was capable, and before he was done having fun. Well, I feel that I should say nonsense. Good riddance, the freeloading piece of garbage, I hope you rot. <laughs> and I feel I should say this. Not because it's a total ripoff of John Cleese's eulogy to Graham Chapman. Jeremy was a huge Monty Python fan. It's because he would never forgive me if I didn't use this opportunity to shock you all 
on his behalf one final time. <laughs> Anything for him except mindless good taste. <laughs> Jeremy is one of a handful of people that I've had the pleasure of knowing my entire life. Being 12 years my senior, he was the only, uh, he was actually one of my first babysitters, where he uh, historically allowed me to break my arm at nine months old. <laughs> also making him my shittiest babysitter. <laughs> he was the first person I wanted to be when I was little talented musician, part of a band we were forced to listen to all of the time. They're up right now. Um, I made a goal that I wanted to be just like my big brother when I was little. And uh, as I reached my 20s and saw what an easily attainable goal that would be, <laughs> I picked some slightly harder goals. He was my biggest supporter and my cheerleader throughout the years, and I can truly say that any joke I've ever written, he was the, it was the intent for him to laugh at it first, for sure. Unfortunately, I learned very early on that not many people shared Jeremy's very bizarre sense of humor, <laughs> which forced me to be a very unsuccessful comic even to this day. <laughs> You're not supposed to clap for that part. <laughs> Piece of garbage. <laughs> but, <laughs> but all of you, seriously, he reveled in all of your successes, truly. He could not stop talking about anything good that happened to you guys. Um, he never had that cancer of jealousy when seeing other people have success. That's something that's great. Jeremy was a selfless giver. He lost uh, a little over 10 years ago. It's been mentioned a couple times. We lost our uh, cousin and surrogate brother, Jared, years, 10 years ago. And uh, truly the best of us. Um, it was funny. My, my <laughs> Jared probably did bring a lot of people to Jesus, while Jeremy made a lot of people say, Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Uh, but Jeremy, when Jared passed, uh, Jeremy was a selfless giver. Jared had left uh, Jeremy a large sum of money, and I think he had written his will before he had had a son. And Jeremy left every penny of that for his son. Um, I think when we lost Jared, we lost a little bit of Jeremy that day. And uh, I could see it in him. So I started a show with him every week that I would hang out with him. Be forced to. And for the last eight years, whether I wanted to or not, I hung out with my sweet brother, Jeremy Woodworth. And uh, over the years, we watched over 300 movies, and he recorded so much music. I mean, just wonderful hit songs that we mentioned, and about 300 other songs no one ever should listen to, ever. <laughs> Like, not even to be nice. Like, don't be nice and listen to it. Don't turn them on, ever. 
Jeremy loved the misfits of the world. He attended the chiller theaters and the monster manias of the world and befriended many of you freaks here in the audience today. <laughs> but he would always call it, I'm going to hang out with my friends this weekend. And uh, he loved you guys to death. And uh, he never wanted to be anything except his unapologetic self, truly. And if you could take him for just being him, that's all you needed to be his friend. I hope that one day I can be as fearless as he was himself. If Jeremy were here today, he would likely tell you, Ha ha, I'm alive, you idiots. <laughs> No, if Jeremy were alive today, he would uh, likely go, Hey, do you know I met Robert Patrick back on the set of 1998's <laughs> Ladder 49? And I showed him a... No. No, I think if Jeremy were here today, he'd want you to know that he's finally at peace. No longer burdened by the cruel shackles of humanity that constrained him. And that he's with his best friend again. Until we meet again, sweetheart. And last, his friend and co-star, Edward X. And I said, I'm, I'm, I'm here, I'm, I'm here working, I'm representing the movie. She goes, well, there's a guy you gotta meet. And I said, I'll meet him later. She goes, I don't know, he might leave. And I go, What's, why is it so important to meet this guy? And she goes... He's dressed like John Wayne Gacy's clown. <laughs> <laughs> Spot on. He's like, he's perfect. And he's doing this act. He's doing this game. And I said, oh, okay, I, I gotta see this guy. And so I took a break, and I, and I met Jeremy, and started a rapport with him, and I wanted a picture with him, and he said, uh, you know, only if I could be garroting you. <laughs> so I still have that picture buried away, but we became fast friends. We traded business cards, and um, he gave me his crazy business card with the unicorn, but uh, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I did not say Susan. We were we were planning to get married during the Christmas week in 2010, and and like so, I mean, two months later, I mean, she came down with terminal cancer. But but I think yeah, Jeremy and I became the best of friends. He was very supportive, and uh, and our friend John Link, a little actor, joined us. But but you know, Jeremy did all this cosplay stuff where he'd show up at these conventions and it's interesting he did that clown he got the idea to do pogo the clown and, and, and michelle made him the outfit but then he tried three other variations at the, at the next conventions he he came dressed as colonel kurtz from apocalypse now nobody really liked it he came dressed as the zodiac killer nobody understood it he even did uh we had tom tolls who was in henry portrait of a serial killer and he came dressed as his character. Nobody got either. He goes, I guess I got to go back to the clown. And, and it made him beloved. He did this. The act was bizarre, a little morbid, but very funny. But uh, but so he was. He thought that's as far as he would go. I was the one that convinced him he should be a, an actor. And I could get him to act in my movies. And, and he insisted that, that he wasn't an actor. He goes, I'm just I'm just faking it. I'm just doing this thing. But but anyhow, I. Um, uh, I found that uh, P. Jack alone, a director, producer friend of mine, was doing a John Gacy movie, and he was going to uh, advertise it backstage. 
and, and, and do and get like a West Coast actor. And I said, no, no, I got the guy. I got the guy, and he wanted to know what his professional background was. And I said, I don't think he has any, but trust me, this guy's perfect. And so, you know, Jeremy did the job, and he was perfect. And, and he, we, we did a number of movies together. Most, his most famous movie <laughs> was The Killer Clown Meets the Candyman, which I, which I co-wrote and co-produced and co-starred in it. And, and, and Jeremy was uh, so humble. I mean, he was really humble because he ended up winning the award at the New Jersey HorrorCon Film Festival for, uh, for Best Actor. And, uh, and, and he insisted that, you know, I should just give you this award. You, you've gone to acting school. You've been in New York. You've, I'm like, no, you deserve this. You're brilliant. And, and he really tried to foist it off of me. I said, you know, have, I mean, he was that humble. He, and he felt bad because I never won an award. But he is his best actor, and I'm really touched that... You have one now, too. I have one now. For a Christmas present, he, he told me on the phone, we talked Christmas Day, we were going to see each other in two weeks, we were going to work at a movie. He, he found a small Oscar statue and had it engraved of my, my name on it. It's my top achievement award. On a funnier note, when I saw him in October, I told this story yesterday. I mean, he, uh, he he had just had his second stroke, and he insisted on coming to the Chiller Convention, and he was kind of hard up for money. I said, don't worry, I'll, I'll, I'll treat you. I'll, I'll cover it. And he didn't want to take my generosity. I said, I'll pick up the hotel tab. And, uh, and this was back in October, and I did it. And, and ever since then, he was bugging me, because he got some money through overtime. He bugged me to get Venmo. He said, "Get Venmo, and I will. I will give, give me the money now. I owe you money for one night in the hotel." And I was like, but, yeah, "I'll see you." And, and he said, and "I said, Look, I'm an old guy. I don't like putting apps on my phone. I'm just give, give, send me a check." And he was like, "I don't want to mail you a check." And he was like, "I'm out of checks." And I said, "Well, well, you'll see me in late January." And he strangely said, "Look, what, what if I drop dead before then? Then you're not going to get your money." <laughs> and uh, of course, we lost him. But uh, we talked Christmas Day, and, and I'm glad that he was upbeat, because he was really happy Christmas Day. He was telling me how he was excited that the psoriasis was going away, and, and, you know, what, and, uh, and he had a wonderful time. His voice sounded great. And, uh, and anyhow, the, the next day in the morning, uh, our last communication was he, he, he emailed me. And, and, uh, and I texted me through my phone, and it, it just went on at length. I have it on my phone, which is in the back table. How, what a great, it was like the greatest Christmas he'd had in years. And, and it was in his brother's basement. Doing karaoke. And, uh, but uh, two days after we lost him, what's funny is that uh, I, I get this letter in the mail. I wasn't expecting it. He, he, he sent me the check. <laughs> Jokes on me, because I'm never going to cash it. <laughs> his, his signature is on my name, so I'm going to save this. But uh, like I said, he always he, he would always dip me. And I, I feel bad. I forgot to leave this with him because he really wanted me to get him a Let's Go Brandon sticker. And I, <laughs> <laughs> I, forgot to, I forgot to leave it. <laughs> he wanted me. To, he wanted me, but uh, but but like I said, he was always self-effacing with his talents and, and trying to claim he wasn't a real actor. He got lucky that he owed it all to me. He'd done about like six or seven movies, but all of which he played the clown except for one. 
And and, uh, and he just felt he goes, look, I'm just I'm just winging it. I'm not an actor, but he was a great actor. I, I told him, I said, yeah. I said you're a natural talent. And uh, so I feel it's uh, I just like to say, like to quote William Shakespeare, I'd like to from Hamlet. I'd like to say, yeah. And now cracks a double heart. Good night, sweet prince. And flight symphony angels sing me to my rest. And I think uh, he deserved, deserved that kind of closure. Thank you. Thank you.